Boys in the Huddle Podcast. This Ricky Trey and Doe back for another episode. What's going on, fellas? Yes, though. What's going on, my man? We got to jump to it, man. There's a lot going on this week. Indeed, indeed. Let's jump right into it. I don't know if there's a lot going on. There's one major thing. I don't know how major it is per se, but there's one thing that's kind of based on the premise of this podcast and I think our first episode, we talked a lot about the Colin Kaepernick situation, right? Um, for the listeners, if you want to go back to our first episode, I think it was one of the main topics outside of the Eagles that we actually spoke about. Um, but I did want to give a quick update. We got a, a lot of good feedback on the last episode uh, with the Byron Allen situation. So they did have the Supreme Court hearing on November 13th. Um, from what I've been told, it's going to take three or four months for them to actually make a decision. Um, <clears throat> so, um, everybody needs to be out there letting their voices be heard. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't come to the point where we have to discontinue a, a Comcast or Spectrum services, but I think everybody needs to be, be prepared to, to go into that direction. Um, I will say Mr. Byron sounded quite presidential after that court hearing. Did y'all take a look at that? Yeah, I saw that, that clip you uh, circulated. It yeah. looked like that man came, came came ready with a sales pitch for the people. <laughs> I know what you said. Definitely did. And Definitely it was, did. It was one dude that was like, black power. I know Byron was like, no, nigga, that's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, because <laughs> honestly, Byron Allen's not a civil rights leader. I mean, he's a businessman. He's a capitalist, which is he fine, is which is fine. And he probably doesn't care that much about black people, but he does know he's being stopped because he's black. And he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to fight that shit. But uh, right. but homie was like, black power. I know he probably cringed like, motherfucker, no. But uh, shout out to Byron. <laughs> Fighting for the people. <sighs> Whether he, you know, is directly doing it or not, which is a segue into someone who is directly doing it. At least that's our perception, right? Colin Kaepernick. Last week, that was the big story as far as a workout being organized by the NFL. Right. It was announced on Tuesday that there would be a workout for Colin Kaepernick on Saturday. Or was it Wednesday? I don't even know if he got that much time. He got notified on Tuesday that it would be mm-hmm. a 3 p.m. workout on Saturday. Mm. Correct. There were no preliminary discussions between the NFL and Colin Kaepernick's camp. They found out when we found out. Let's just, you know, go through the progressions here. Just like Carson Wentz didn't do on um, on Sunday, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so then it was supposed to be this workout, right? Didn't speak to Cap's camp about it at all. And the NFL said... This is what it's going to be. You're going to take it how we're giving it to you or not. To me, that's one strike against the NFL, right? Can we agree on that? That's a strike 
against the NFL in the way they organize this. Can we agree on that? Assuming that that's true, I mean, yeah, yeah. We just got to go with what we know. I'm just, yeah, yeah. So what did I say? Yes. Okay, okay. So that's one strike against the NFL. So then there was a lot of things. Okay, go ahead. My fault. Go ahead, Zeus. I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm not sure if I got a strike against the NFL yet based on that, but keep, but keep going. So you don't believe that the NFL should have consulted or had some preliminary discussions before they introduced this to the world and he didn't know anything about it? You don't think there was some wrongdoing there? I mean, I don't think that they've ever, in the history of the NFL, ever organized a private workout for one athlete who's an unrestricted free agent. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if they necessarily have to talk too much about I, it if they're giving you well, I would an think, opportunity. I would think the player that they're um, looking to hold this workout for would need to be informed. What if he was going to a wedding that day? What if there was something that he had on his schedule that made it to where he couldn't be there? Right? How can you just assume he was available? I don't think it was as black and white as it seems. We keep keep going because there's more to the story that oh, I yeah. think may shed light on it. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. So I'm going to say that's a strike against NFL for the way they organized this and introduced this did not give this guy a heads up at all and then there was a lot of things that weren't ironed out there were a lot of things that Colin Kaepernick's camp weren't aware of they didn't know what to actually expect from this workout so I think this all started when Kaepernick came out with a letter maybe a month ago just to take a step back saying how they haven't heard from any teams. His agent has been reaching out to various teams and nobody's reaching back out, right? Because a lot of people is like, where is this coming from? Nobody was really talking about Cat. Why is the NFL doing this? I think that's what sparked it to come out and say that we've reached out. They're not reaching back. And to Dante's point, and maybe something that you're alluding to, I think that there was that case that was settled and... Those books are sealed. It's a confidential settlement, and we don't know exactly what the language was within that particular agreement, right? I think that has more to do with this than anybody knows, and we won't know because it's confidential. But I think a lot of what took place this past week may have to do with whatever language was put into that agreement. But we'll we'll probably get Mm -hmm. into that. I agree with that. So... The NFL organizes this particular workout. We lead up to the day on Saturday. Kaepernick, I guess, has put some things out there. He's going to be there. He's putting some things on Instagram, kind of, you know, detailing that this is going to happen. People are excited. Kaepernick has a shot. Do want to push the pause button. Do want to push the pause button. There's rumor that Jay-Z had something to do with this. What do you all think? I can't speak to that. Yeah, I can't really speak to that. Uh, you know, I, I I can't speak to that. It, it, it it's a nice it's a nice piece of the story, you know. But truthfully speaking, I I can't speak to that. 
I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm with you there, but what I'm I'm bringing this up because is what was said was that Jay Z pushed for this because he took a reputational bullet for the NFL. That's mm-hmm. something that I have a problem with. Because mm-hmm. if you didn't want to do what you did with the NFL, then why did you do it? What reputational bullet did you take? Because I don't think whatever reputational bullet he did take had that much to do with Kaepernick. Like, I think Kaepernick is the basis for all of this, yes. But I think he would have took a reputational bullet if you take Kaepernick out of the equation altogether. So that was something that kind of bothered me, personally. What's the reputational bullet? You sat there with Roger Goodell after years of being on your soapbox telling people to stay away from the NFL. Right, so that's why you took a reputational bullet. So I don't want to hear that you you thought this was some way to redeem yourself by pushing for some workout that I'm going to just come out and say that was a setup from the damn beginning. Any any thoughts on Jay Z Tay? Uh, not 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 really. I mean, I don't necessarily know how I feel about the work up the workout in its entirety. Because um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're eventually going to get here to this point, but I'm not all the way clear on if Kaepernick wants to play football, and I don't know. We'll get if, there. We'll get there. Yeah. Let's, let's so, get to the, yeah, but for Jay Z, you didn't really have any thoughts there. Nah, because I, I I don't I don't know enough about whether he was involved in that or not, and I don't know. Yeah, and it's he, almost if, like, and, and, and if he was involved in it, I actually to this point of the discussion don't really see organizing a trial for him as a, as a negative yet. I don't see it as a negative. My my only issue is the term reputational bullet. That was what a lot of people were saying was his language and how he felt and why he was pushing for Kaepernick to have a workout. The oh, reputational okay. bullet uh, would not have been about Kaepernick. I mean, would, would you agree with that? I mean, I think when we talked about Jay-Z on our uh, episode for season two, our opening episode, Kaepernick had a piece of it, but it was a lot of different things people had a problem with with Jay Z forming this relationship with the NFL. Yeah, I, I think I think there was a lot of factors. I think maybe I could see him thinking the perception was largely based on a lot of his responses around Kaepernick and then Eric Reed and people like that being right. fairly critical of him. So I could see how he could that could be a takeaway that might have impacted him a little bit right. but but no nah, i mean there was other factors there was the jd angle and other people that you know we talked about that tried to do business the nfl and he you know allegedly tried to right. stop them from doing right. it so so it looked a little hypocritical so i know i get what you're going with that right right so just wanted to touch on that um but now we get to saturday we're all thinking uh. that we actually delayed the podcast and i'm glad we did so we could see how the workout plays out right we want to go ahead and say all right let's speak to what took place on that particular day and definitely glad we did because then all hell broke loose <laughs> so to speak well well Tuesday, before you get to saturday right so just to keep the timeline going tuesday he got the notice right mm-hmm. and then, fr- and then friday 
it started to get a little funky when I guess the NFL sent him a waiver form that they said is like their standard form that they send all you know free agents that are doing a workout. And there's been a lot of noise around whether this was a standard form or not. So that was like right. the first red flag where you know caps camp basically his lawyers reviewed it and said you know we have an issue with this form and long story short without all the legalese around it they basically felt like there was language in there that would prevent Kaepernick from suing the the nfl in the future okay you know based right. on based on this this waiver so that was the like, so that, that was, was, was like the first thing that was on friday that they sent that, that out? That was on Friday. Okay. That was on right, right. Okay. So, again, that's another strike to me against the NFL because if you are going to make this happen, Tuesday is already a short time frame. We're waiting all the way until Friday to present this waiver. Who knows? Who knows when he received it? Who knows what the actual timeline was for them trying to iron out these issues? But what mm-hmm. we do know are the main issues – being that the workout, again, was on Saturday and not Tuesday. Tuesday is the off day for all NFL teams. So the fact that you put this together on a Saturday where GMs and coaches will not be there because they're preparing to play on Sunday, already kind of a strike. The lack of clarity on the wide receivers. Kaepernick wanted to use his own wide receivers. Apparently, the NFL wasn't necessarily signing off on that. Now, if you look at any uh, highly touted college quarterback out of college, they typically skip the combine now because of this reason. But they'll do their pro day because they're working with the wide receivers that they're used to so they can have the best showing. I don't think that should have been an issue. I don't see why the NFL wouldn't just agree to that. Uh, And then there was the footage of the workout being controlled by the NFL. I guess the NFL was going to tape it. There was going to be no media involved. And Kaepernick wanted to have his own independent video team there to record this. There were rumors that Nike wanted to shoot a commercial. Nike has since refuted that and asked the NFL to release a statement saying that they were never there with a film crew. Uh, It's a possibility there was going to be a commercial shot. But it would not have been with their film crew. They would just rely on Kaepernick and his team to provide some video for an actual uh, commercial they were already planning to shoot. So there was some controversy around that as well. And then again, as Dante alluded to, the actual waiver that would have signed away his employment rights, (laughs) kind of relating to the Byron Allen situation, that if you feel you're discriminated upon, that you now cannot take action against the NFL. That leads us to Saturday, right? All of these things lead us up to Saturday with some things were left still kind of open-ended. So what are we to do now if we're Kaepernick's camp? We still haven't settled these issues, and I'm just going to stop here. These issues are unsettled. You guys are in Kaepernick's camp. What do you tell them to do? You tell them to just go ahead and go through with the workout? Or what? Right. Well, that's 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 difficult. 
So that's difficult. I think at that point it, it, it starts to come down to what is it that we, Colin, what is it that you really want to do? Are you okay with not playing football ever again? Um, you know, and, and standing in, uh, on your laurels at, at, hey, this is a, this is a bend but don't break moment. You know, so I think it, it comes down to what exactly is it that my client wants to do? If you want to play football, well then, hey, we got to figure out a way to, you know, we got to see if, if there's any 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 room for you know for us to bargain here, so to speak. Um, there, at this point, there's no room to bargain. At this point, it's showtime. We're here on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We've got 25 NFL teams that have decided to show up, from what we've been told. 25 mm-hmm. of the 32 teams had a representative there to watch Kaepernick work out. We're hours away from this said workout. We have not ironed out all of these things, and we don't like this waiver that we deem to be non-standard. Now, the NFL can, to the public, they can go ahead and spin this and say, no, this is standard. I would have to believe Kaepernick and his crew would understand if this was standard or not. Right? They've been in the NFL. He has people around him, agents, uh, managers, so forth, that if this was something standard, I would think that they would understand that, right? It wouldn't be foreign to them. NFL saying it's standard, Caps Camp saying it's not. Maybe I'm just too pro-black, but I'm I'm leaning towards it's not. Yeah, I think I think um, it's fair to assume that whether it was standard or not, it was something in there that made him uncomfortable. And given you know his three or four year history with the league, I think it's reasonable to expect if there's any legal document they put in front of him, he's going to have some comments on it. Just I think it's safe for them to assume you know, that piece, uh, as far as, as far as the form. Um, but you know, you're at Saturday now, three o'clock. I'm just asking y'all, I'm to answer the question. If these things are not settled, what are you telling your client to do? What are you telling your homie to do? What are you telling, you know, your brother to do? At the, I mean, at the end of the day, man, uh, it's, 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 it's what Ron said. It's, all right, so some of these issues aren't settled with respect to your receipt. They're going to have receivers there, and if the goal is to showcase your talent and there's going to be 25 NFL reps in the building, you know, do you want to – it becomes a question of do you want to play football or not? Um, you know, it's 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 really kind of that cut and dry. Simple. You, th- yeah. you think is that cut and dry? Absolutely. Because if I'm in the camp, I'm saying this is some bullshit. This is a setup. They never intended so to truly give to us a it. shot. No, no, I'm not telling him not to do it because if I say don't do it. What happens is they say we tried to give him a shot and he he declined. He doesn't really want to play. Right. That's the narrative that they want to spin. That's if you think about that's why I wanted to set it up with the, the timeline, because if you think about all the things that transpired, does this look like a legitimate shot 
the NFL tried to give Colin Kaepernick? Or were they trying to check a box based on some information we probably aren't privy to? Based on whatever was settled upon in that agreement that maybe in the next season or in a year's time, um, if there's no workout or something like that, then he has the right to then come back on them. Who, who knows? Like, it just don't make no sense for them to even tr- do this. The NFL has stated throughout this process, any of the 32 teams have the ability to bring Colin Kaepernick in and sign him. And that the NFL does not dictate or set up workouts like this for any player. So why are they doing it now? I I can answer that. Go ahead. Um, you have a player who they just settled a very public litigation matter with, and if I'm the owner of that team, I could hear I can hear them make a case that says I'm uncomfortable trying this player out one on one and being accused of any unfair treatment if he doesn't perform. Well, in our opinion, I'm, I will, however, take a look at him. If I can hide behind the shield, have the NFL conduct a special workout where there's film crews and everybody there that can witness what we're seeing in case, you know, we have the same takeaway. We don't. You think the NFL, play. you think that, that a team has actually expressed that to the NFL? That's been reported, yeah. That's been reported. That teams have said. They were afraid to bring him in individually because of whatever blowback that may come from that. I think, honestly speaking, well, go ahead, answer that. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been reported by a couple of sources out there. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's a lot of different noise. But, you know, the teams are a little nervous or cautious in how they engage with Cap. I think part of it is, you know, the lawsuit that was settled before, you know, they just don't want to be in a position where, you know, they're doing a private workout with him and let's say they don't sign him. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be accused of anything, um, you know, on the discrimination side or anything with that. So I think they're trying to hide behind the NFL, you know, through this organized workout so that all the teams mm-hmm. can see it in real time and it can have it recorded. But I don't know. It's a lot of noise that came and, out. And, and if weekend. that's true, then the NFL could have did a, done a better job of setting this up. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we got a consensus on that. But if that's the case and they wanted to give him a fair shot with some influence from Jay-Z, maybe, maybe not, then do it the right way. At least get a man a week. Put it on a day where he knows that there's going to be influential people there. Like this is, to me, it's, it just smelled like a setup. And a lot of people didn't like maybe the way Kaepernick handled this. But I think it's because once he spoke with his team, as we went to uh, that scenario earlier, they probably said, yo, this is some bullshit. This is a setup. So, yeah, we're not going to back out of this. But we're going to do it the way we wanted to get it done. At that point, you have to understand that, yeah, this probably isn't going to go over well. Because ain't nobody showing up in a Kunta Kente t-shirt thinking they're going to get a damn job. <laughs> right or wrong. You would hope not. Yeah, you would <laughs> hope they wouldn't think that they're still getting a job with that. Nigga, if I show up mm. to work on Monday or whatever day, and I work from home now, so I don't show up that often. But if I, when I show up, 
And if I show up with a Kunta Kente t-shirt, I got two months tops before they try to get rid of my black ass. Right. <laughs> right or wrong. I, remember, I mean, it's a true story. I remember Markel one time showed up at a, it was a company event for a job we won't say, but it was a company event around Halloween and he wore, he wore an Obama mask. And I just remember how <laughs> uncomfortable them white folks were. Really? Just at the face of an Obama mask. And I mean, this was like 2008. This was when white folks was just digesting the reality that a black man just became president. So, you know, you used to see, that was a real time where you saw wow. the other side of some white folks. Wow. Yeah, that's weird because people wear presidential masks for Halloween all the time. I wouldn't think that they would, not but a black but one. <laughs> not, not, a, a, not a black one. <laughs> right, is looking at him like he was Freddie Cooper. Right, again, right, and I, I've shown up to work with a Kaepernick hoodie. I have a I have a San Francisco Forty ers Kaepernick hoodie, and I got some backlash for that. Not, not anything um, overtly overt aggressive, right. but people snickered about it to me so i'm sure there might have been some shit behind my back uh but this was around 2016 17 or so and i would wear you know we have the dress down fridays i would wear my kaepernick hoodie and you know you get some some snickering around that but you know it is what it is but if you're gonna actually go to a job interview and these are some points i agree with from the people who are on i guess the talking heads the talking heads and i don't want to say the nfl side because i don't think you have to necessarily take sides in this i think that's where people get you know too Mm -hmm. confused and they start arguing when there's no need to pick sides both sides were wrong if he was looking to get a job yes but i'm under the impression ron I'm under the impression yeah. that he wasn't looking to get a job at that point. But go ahead. And I think that that's where we're all at. But just to back to your, to your last point, the thing is that, like Tate said earlier, there's so much noise surrounding this whole situation, especially within the last within the last six, seven days. It's nasty. It's nasty. There's leaks coming from this side, leaks coming from that side. There's statements from this side, statements from that side. You don't know what's true. You don't know, you know, you don't know if, if maybe this is true. But maybe part of that is perception. So maybe I'm look because of the eye in which I'm looking at it. I'm not able to see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know. So so and 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 from the NFL side, maybe they did come in with the. With the thought of, hey, you know What's what? An we're bail these owners. Yeah, this was an agenda. But that, that, that. Maybe we're gonna we're gonna open this up so that way the owners they don't have to take a hit. We'll have an open workout for this guy. Yada yada yada. But at the same time, if we don't like him, and we don't like what he stands for, based on on all the turmoil that it's caused over the last three years, well, we're also gonna cover our own asses, and maybe we're gonna put this one little clause and hide it into this uh, uh, quote unquote standard. All right. Um, contracts, you know, so I think it, it, it's obviously, like I said, it's, it's on both sides. There's not one right party. There's no wrong party. Right. But I think that the way that Colin went about it also is just, like you said, I think the word that that's consistently been used is is fishy. And it's it's, it's fishy on, on, on all sides. 
fishy on all sides. You know, if you want, you want to be a quarterback in the NFL, then there are some things that you're going to have to concede to. Right. You're going to have to concede. You can, you can't hold a, a a press conference afterwards, and the exact people that you want to hire you, you're you're basically you're basically well, it wasn't a, your nose at them. It wasn't even a press conference. It was a just a statement. He wasn't taking questions. He just right. made his particular right. statement. And here are the things right, we can right. talk about. If he if he wanted a job, here's where you go wrong. You don't wear a Kunta Kente t-shirt. You just don't do that. Period. You don't. You don't do that for for a regular job. Of course not. But even again, I would never wear a Kunta Kente shirt to work. Just on dress that's down what, day what or whatever. Saying. Not even an interview. Yeah, that's, that's, of course not yeah, on an interview. Saying. But you, you, you're not going to wear a Kunta Kente t-shirt. You're not going to have this aggressive, angry message mm-hmm. to the league yes. after the fact. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. again, they're not looking for any controversy. And after that statement, right. which was pretty controversial, they're going to have their reservations. Because mm-hmm. if you're coming in with that type of energy... What what can we expect next if we bring you into the locker room? Now, these are all things if you are trying to get a job. My position is he was not trying to get a job. My position is he felt it was a setup. And if he declined doing this workout, then they would have gone ahead and said, oh, he doesn't want to play. We tried to give him a shot and look what happened. He declined. That's 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 my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. I think we're all in agreement there. At at a certain point, it was okay. You know what? Well, we're going to turn this into into our thing, and we're going to do it the way that we want to do it now. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> a couple things. I think similar to what what you said too. So, I mean, you can't go to a job interview. Also, telling potential employer all of the terms of your interview including the location of your interview you know you can't like in what world can you do that and in, in what world can you have a lawsuit against an employer settle that lawsuit <laughs> right then try to get a job Kinte, back. <laughs> try to get a job back. Have a Kunta Kinte shirt and tell them where. I was just about to say, get the job back what while you're wearing your Kunta shirt. <laughs> no, I mean, that this, wild. this is yo. He's wild, yeah. Like no, it's, no, he's wild. He's, he's wild. wild. And, 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 and but I fuck with all of that. Know, Don't get it twisted. I fuck with all of that. I was I was just about to say that. I was about to say he's wild, but that doesn't mean we still not supportive. At least for me, I'm still I'm still very supportive of his initial cause and his initial purpose. I think now where we've gotten, it's become, you know, more of an individual versus NFL kind of issue. It's less about the social activism, at least from what I can tell. He was saying, let the people know this, let the people know that, we the people and all this stuff. I thought it was interesting that when he was doing his press conference, not, pre- not a press conference, his yeah. statement, right? And he's never. This is a guy who never wanted to do interviews. Never wanted to talk to the media. Now you got all the he media. Haven't heard there, this right? nigga in years, <laughs> which has always been my issue. Like I would love to hear Word. from him and not from 
not from his girlfriend or wife or whatever. She, no, I don't want to hear about her. I want to hear from him, not from her, right? We mm. talked about that. Yeah, hearing from yeah. Melo got him a job. Shit, nigga, get in front of Stephen A. Well, no, not Stephen A. Somebody else. Slow down there, partner. Get in front of somebody. That's a good comparison, though, because Melo moved a little different and got back got back in the league. Much different than how we Kyle heard from him. I don't know. Who's to say um, if we didn't hear from him, if Melo would have got a job? But we can talk about Melo later. Right. Right. Also At a certain point, he other, became contrite. The last thing I'll say about it is I also thought it was interesting, at least in the clips that I saw, you know, it was a lot of people there with cap jerseys and and I'm with cap shirts, you know, at that high school, you know, where he did do the, I know my rights. the workout or the trial. Yep. Yeah. To me, that was confirmation that this might have been all an organized effort in his part because if this was, as they say, he told the NFL maybe 2.30 on Saturday, the new location for 4 o'clock. I mean, this is Atlanta, and it's like an hour outside of where, you know, the, the main location with the Falcons is located with right. traffic. Like, you have to have some organized effort to have that many supporters in costume Right. In camera, costume so. is the main point, because let me tell you this. If I would have known Friday it was open to the public, I'd have been there. I'm three hours away. <laughs> I would have been mm-hmm. there. But you're right. right. To be in costume right. does kind of give me a pause that Kaepernick has some sort of marketing ploy behind some of this. And mm-hmm. if yeah. that's the case, is that disturbing? Is that somewhat disturbing if that's the case? I I. I I haven't deciphered that for myself. I haven't processed it. It would have to be, though, too, because, like, at the end of the day, his initial point for taking a knee was to bring awareness to social injustice against black and brown people. Mm-hmm. And and if you take a, take a second to think about that point, how what did anything over this weekend have to do with that? Mm-hmm. And, that's where, and that's where I struggle with cap a little bit it's starting to become possibly an ulterior motive i don't want you know i, mean, I don't want to speak too bad on it but right right you don't I want had, to demonize it right <laughs> but i gotta call but we gotta call the state of state a little bit and mm-hmm. you know i i i felt i was excited when he got the nike deal but like it was also i, I get really weird with any sort of you know we talk about sean king we talk about other people when you start introducing money into it right. it just always makes me a little uncomfortable right yeah money and product here's the, here's the thing that we're living in a new age of activism right where activism there's money in activism right like i hate right. to say it but there is dollars behind being an activist and standing for a cause there's people that are going to support you rather than what it was 50 60 70 years ago right it's different right 40 years ago whatever the case may be the civil rights era if we go back to what Kaepernick is going through today it's no different than what was happening in the 60s in the 50s where if you want to try to step out there and you want to try to make a difference and change we're going to make an example out of you It's no different than what they did to Martin Luther King. It's no different than what they did to Malcolm X. And to take it back to sports, 
it's no different than what they did to Kurt Flood. We spoke about Kurt Flood on one of our episodes last season where Kurt Flood pushed the envelope for free agency. What happened? Free agency became a thing. But what happened to Kurt Flood? He never saw another ball team again in his life. They made an example out of him. So what they try to do is crucify anybody that wants to go against the status quo or buck against the organization and the corporations. If you want to step out of line, we're going to we're going to crucify you in front of everybody. So the next person that even thinks about it will think about how we treated you. And that's exactly what they're doing to Kaepernick. Only difference is he's actually able to monetize. Where those people in the past, you know, Dr. King and, and Malcolm X, their lives were taken. Their lives were on the line. Kerr Flood just never played another game again. And he was a tortured soul throughout the rest of his life. So that's that's them setting an example for the next person that tries to step out of line. But it does still create change. But they do that so the next person remembers what happened to the last person that got out of line. But there will be some bend in all of that. And that's exactly what they're doing to Kaepernick. But in this day and age, he's still able to have a living and he's still able to monetize off of all of this. And that's a that's a big difference in where we are today. So do we chastise him for that because we're living in this era in this day and age i don't know but here's now here's a funny thing though right so uh, you know as we talk about the people that they you know will uh unfortunately you know made examples of and, and things like that but so then where does eric reed fit into this though because he's no different than cap the only difference is he has a job it's all about the first ron he wasn't the first Again, Kenny Stills is out there still supporting the cause. There's players still right. in the league supporting the cause, but they weren't the first. They want to just deter anybody who wants to think about being the first at the next cause. They want to deter that person. But they know they got to bend, and they have. But they want to deter anybody who's going to lead the charge. And that's what they're doing to Kaepernick. That's what they did to Kurt Flood. That's what they did to civil rights leaders. But they did bend in every single one of those situations. But the fact that we're in this age where <clears throat> Kaepernick can now still have a you know pretty wealthy, healthy living because we're in this right. social media era, this advertisement, commercial, branding world, he doesn't really have to die on this cause because he can still live pretty good. Right. Right. Without having to ever play another down. He's more famous now than he would have ever been continuing to play. Oh, football. yeah. Absolutely. And what I'm going to need for Colin Kaepernick to do is change his fucking name. <laughs> In 40 years, we can't be talking about no damn Colin Kaepernick. Change your name, nigga. <laughs> So we could tell the kids about Mustafa Mujumbo or some shit. 
the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why are you still named Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick is a strong black man. Can't have a strong black man. Not a strong black name. We cannot have this story being told under Colin Kaepernick. I'm sorry. Enough you want is enough. Name to be T'Challa. T'Challa, Go ahead and be T'Challa. Exactly. Change it to Colin <laughs> X at the least. Get rid of your slave name, nigga. All this shit you're talking <laughs> with the Kuta Kente shirt. Your last name's still Kaepernick. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Fuck out of here, nigga. Change the name. We're not rolling. Damn. That's your your boy Joe. Isn't that y'all y'all shit? Not rolling, your Joe Button fans. I don't talk about other podcasts on my podcast. B. Yeah, man, be, res- be respectful of your platform, B. Fuck no, out of here. Let's wrap this up. This may be easy. It may it may be more thought to it. Colin Kaepernick going to play another down in the NFL. Is Colin Kaepernick going to play another down in the NFL? What y'all got? Nigga, the silence was golden. Nigga, I heard <laughs> <that> shit. <laughs> the silence was golden. I didn't know if this was the ask a dumb question part of the segment or not. <laughs> it's a real question. Is a team going yeah, to sign right, him? Well, here's, a, here's a real answer, nigga. You might as well go get my jersey first. You know what I'm saying? It's not happening. Shit, not a chance. Not a chance, man. Unfor- I'm only gonna say unfortunate. It's just, it's, it's not a chance. I would have. Let me. I'll just in closing. I'll just say this. I wish that. I wish you would have went to the NFL workout, threw the ball around, and at that point, now maybe we have something that is considered a. We have a real tangible thought and idea as to what can happen. And and with Based the, and we have an argument. That could have provided us to truly have an argument in his position, right? And that that's what I'm saying. And based on the events of the past weekend, that argument is out of the window and Colin Kaepernick it becomes even more of a liability than he was before. He has brought all of the negative attention that NFL owners do not want. That being said, there's not a chance that Colin Kaepernick ever plays in the NFL ever again. Dante? Yeah, no, I think everything Ron said is is accurate. I think if, although there's a couple of teams where I think he could probably start for them today, I think the, 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 the broad assumption is you're talking about a backup quarterback, potentially a starter at best. And I think with Unfortunately, all everything that from this past weekend, I don't think he helped his case. You know, as far as getting employment again, you know, and and if uh, I don't see a team really wanting to take that political risk, uh, you know, at, at all. And I, and I think and I think he's smart enough to know that, which is why we said before. I don't think he really wants to play again. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's where we are. Apparently, there were. NFL scouts there that said he has elite, you know, throwing a uh, throwing arm, and you know, he probably should be in the league. And I think if all would have went well, it's a possibility he would have had a job by the end of this month. But that didn't happen, 
And I'm not pointing fingers on who's to blame. I think with the way things played out, Kaepernick and his team felt it wasn't a legitimate opportunity. I think if the teams that were supposed to be serious, if they had contacted his agent and said, hey, we're really serious about this, we want to check him out, I would have to think that the outcome would have been different. Maybe those people did. We we don't know. But here we are. And I think that his team didn't believe it was a legitimate opportunity. And they they dealt with it and behaved as such. It's unfortunate because I think it would have been somewhat of a resolution to the things that have transpired over the past three years. But I think it's kind of going to always be open-ended. And I think that the NFL will always have a black guy and then you'll have your detractors against Colin and he'll always have a black guy. And that's unfortunate. And I think that's just where it's going to be left. And we just have to just figure out as a people, you know, individually, you know, how we're going to process everything. And, And when you really think about the NFL, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. People hire people who look like them. There is one black general manager in all of the NFL. One. Who's going to give somebody an opportunity when they have no connection with that person whatsoever? They beat women, they get a job. They do drugs, they get a job. You stand up for black people, you get whiteballed. And that's unfortunate. But we move on. We're going to lighten it up. Sucker OG. Here we go. Y'all still there? <laughs> we remote now, so I got to check back in. Can y'all niggas hear me or what? We right here now. We hear you. All right. <laughs> Y'all got a little silent there. So we're going to Sucker OG move. First one. Back in the late 80s, rumor has it that John Gotti had an Italian fighter that he wanted to go up against Mike Tyson. He was undefeated over in Italy. Uh, In Italy. And the deal was he would come over to the U.S., fight Bruce Selden. They were going to fix the fight in order to get him a matchup with Mike Tyson. Don King said, no, I don't want no parts of it. I'm out. John Gotti then put a hit out on Don King, said he's got to go. Nobody wanted to do it. Because if you don't know, Don King is also connected with the mob back in Cleveland. Nobody wanted to put the hit out and, and put the work in on Don King. But for John Gotti, is that a sucker or an OG move? Yeah, 
Nigga, I'm not going against the Teflon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck what you I mean, heard, nigga. You he know he's dead, OG right? Move, you know he's dead, right? I do know he's, I do know he's dead, nigga, but the ghost of John Gotti <laughs> won't haunt me tonight. <laughs> it is a, it's an OG move. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I was about to say, I'm... I'm I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and, I, and, and 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 let's be clear. When you said Teflon Don, I wasn't sure if you was talking about Gotti or Don King because I don't want to smoke with Don King either. <laughs> oh. Just think about that. Yeah, motherfuckers didn't want to put in no work on Don after John gave the call. What does that tell you? That says everything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he robbed he robbed Tyson. Allegedly, and he is still in the business, walking around peacefully like it never happened. There's a reason for that, man. Like, I mean, you gotta throw some respect on, on on Don King. Only only in America, he's um, a, he's a gangster for real. People cannot dispute yeah. that with Don King. He's an American gangster. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna no. say. Uh, I'm gonna say OG, OG all around on this one, <laughs> all around, all of the above. Yeah, so a lot of OGs out there on this one. You yeah. say this is on John and Don's side, just OGs everywhere. Yeah, nigga, I'm switching my answer. Yes. <laughs> yes. You gonna say Don is still Don alive, still nigga? Alive. Yeah, that is still alive, nigga. Fuck that. Yeah, it's an OG move. I think I think we're on a consensus here. It's an OG move. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. Original gang. Everything's, nigga, for real, for Everything's real. OG. God bless him. Everything is definitely Word. OG. <laughs> Long live Don King, nigga. Stop saying their names, man. Next topic. Yeah, my bad. Names, man. My bad. My bad. Next one. Yeah. LeBron James recently caught heckling, being heckled by a fan. Getting at him on the sideline, close seats, paid a lot for it. LeBron claps back and says, your girl's embarrassed to be with you. With no eye contact, <laughs> looks down at the ground like a sucker he is. I'm not trying to lead the witness here, but... <laughs> Objection. <laughs> <laughs> Getting heckled left and right. The heckling Anthony Davis, the heckling everybody. LeBron decides to halfway turn around without eye contact and say, Your girl's embarrassed to be with you. Is that a sucker or an OG move by your king? LeBron. My first question is, when did LeBron James turn into Shaq O'Neal and shit? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's how he said it. Embarrassed to be with you. All right. That's what he said. <laughs> Heard you. Go ahead, Tay, man. You jump on this one, champ. All right. So the, 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 some of it went out. So he, there was a heckler, and he said to a heckler, your girl's embarrassed to be with you. That's basically what yeah, we Yeah, that's, we, that's we, the we basis of it. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give LeBron. I'm gonna throw a few of some down. Say that's OG for LeBron, man. I'm, I'm I want to see him do more of that. I just it sounds like you're alluding to him not fully committing to that move. And he didn't commit exactly. Didn't commit. <laughs> Definitely didn't commit. We don't even know what the chick for looked for, like. LeBron don't know what she looked like because he couldn't look at him. He couldn't look him in the face, look, man. 
I'm, LeBron I'm, been I'm scouting pro- since since pregame warmups. Nigga, he knows exactly who that bitch <laughs> looks like. Trust me. Exactly. Savannah, I'm here exactly. for you. Savannah, um, I'm here for you. Go oh, ahead. you gotta relax. You gotta relax. <laughs> if that's what he's doing, then um, he's doing you wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this out of control with LeBron, man. We ain't never going to get signed to his company acting like that. Word. <laughs> oh, man. But nah, I'm going to say OG for him, man, because he usually he doesn't say anything. He usually tries to turn the other cheek, so to speak. So I, I want to see more of that from him. Go for it. I'm saying it's a sucker move, of course. Oh, wow. Shocker. <laughs> but you got to understand, he didn't even look the guy in the face. And, it, like, this is why people continue to come at you, because they know it bothers you. Anthony Davis didn't say shit. Boogie Cousins, who's known to be a hothead, he was in the mix. He didn't say nothing. People can come at his ass all day. But LeBron had to say something because people know it bothers him. You're a millionaire. You're doing great things for kids out there in in Akron. You gave them housing and schools. I'm not going to look past that. Give them the shout out. But people know that this stuff bothers you because you're weak. It's a sucker move. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a sucker move, man. You know what, man? I I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? He, it's a weak move. Nigga, had a, nigga had a triple-double. He's out there fucking telling Kobe how much he loves him. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, fuck it, LeBron. Tell, tell the kid fuck off. You know what I'm saying? Fuck off. And the only thing that those kids, only thing that they wanted was, was to get somebody on that sideline to speak back to him. And as soon as LeBron did, they all started cheering. So you know what? Fuck it. LeBron, you getting an OG boot from me, man. You made their point. day. You might have a point. You made their day, LeBron. You know what I'm saying? They they got exactly what they've been hoping for all game long. They spent all this money on these tickets. We just want LeBron to talk to us. And he did. There's going to be a lot for Fuck me to LeBron. give LeBron OG move. Y'all know that. It's going to well, be a lot. You know that. Uh, shit. LeBron would have to be the one to sign the contract for Colin Kaepernick to get back in there. <laughs> He'd have to broker the deal and shit. You know what I'm saying? And he, and, and, and he, and he would call him a sucker because he took too long to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be looking for something. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing short of him going out there and catching Cap first. Touchdown, but fucking get him. Y'all niggas know he's a sucker. Cut it out. Y'all know it. Cut it out. Y'all know he's a sucker. I'm just more so, you know, and just enraged with his bullshit. But y'all know he's a sucker. Moving on. (laughs) Um, This one's interesting. A couple weeks ago, Alabama lost to LSU. <laughs> There's a report that because an Alabama and LSU fans, they're friends of one another, had a dispute because Alabama lost, the Alabama fan shot his LSU fan in the fucking leg. Roll Tide. Is it that serious? Is that a sucker or an OG move for the Alabama fan to shoot the LSU fan? 
That's a redneck move. That's why <laughs> they were definitely both guns. white. They were both white. Not that you yeah, gotta be white to be a redneck, guns. but you typically. Yeah, they don't need guns, and that is a stupid ass fucking move. And I hope they lock his ass up <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> He's facing attempted murder now. Nick Saban is not Good, bailing his ass out. <laughs> yeah. Nick Saban is yeah. not bailing You're him right. out. <laughs> No, actually, you know what? Fuck, what is Nick? Nick Saban has his girls call him daddy and shit. Daddy might go bail him out. You know what I'm no. saying? He, he really loves allegedly. Alabama football. He, no, that's not a alleged story. He's not bailing him out. This goes back to Bronx tale where he said, Tell Joe DiMaggio your father can't pay his light bill. See what he says. It's a fucking mm. sucker move. Mm hmm. Don't nobody care about you in Alabama, you dumbass. You shot your homie over a damn game. Suck a move. (laughs) Retard. Unbelievable. This is why they can't be drinking and shit. They drink, they got guns. It's a bad combination. Uh, That could be a whole other conversation. I was about to say, that's a whole deep deep issue. Whole deep issue. Yeah, yeah. A game of beer pong. But yeah, yeah. you get shot in the leg. That's all that's all I got, all I got for OG a sucker move. But I got one in particular sucker that I gotta speak to. His name is Stephen A. Smith. And we've gone back and forth about Stephen A. And we know Stephen A longer than most people, right? We've known him since CNA. We spoke about Stephen A a few times throughout this show, and I've flip flopped, I've gone back and forth. But I just have to revisit Stephen A. this past week. Go get him. It's not about going to get him. I'm disappointed. Social media has killed the journalist. Mm. And I think that Stephen A.'s platform in his position is detrimental to black people. Because he's too entrenched in reality. And he's trying to get everybody to conform to the way it is. But if that's the case, how can we ever progress? How can we ever leap forward if we just try to conform with how it is? What Stephen A says a lot of times is correct. But the problem is. If we just continue to go with the status quo, with the way things are, how can we ever move forward? It takes people with vision and foresight. Stephen A., you're a sucker for this shit, man. The way you're handling this Kaepernick thing, the way you handle Eric Reed, and you think that everybody just needs to fall in line if they're looking to get a job. And he mentioned something about Kaepernick being fired. Kaepernick was never fired. He opted out of his deal, and he didn't get a job again. He said, oh, we've all been fired. I've been fired before. Yeah, you were fired from ESPN. But you still had an opportunity to work, didn't you? And make a good living, didn't you? So Stephen A. gets the ultimate sucker of the year. Because he doesn't seem to understand his platform. He doesn't seem to understand his voice and what he could mean to black people. You continuously try to get people to fit into a box and conform. That's not progressing us. That's not moving us forward. 
And it's not about you being based in reality. It's about how you use your voice to continue to get people to stand still. We need to be moving forward. Someone like you should be pushing us to move forward, and you don't. Stephen A is a straight-up sucker. That's just my opinion. So your issue with Stephen A is, is more about the reaction video or his critique of Kaepernick? Both. Checking both boxes. I'll check one of the two. I think I would have liked him to uh, maybe had reacted in a way, maybe had put pen to paper and did like an editorial or something. I think it would have been a little more thoughtful if he would have approached it that way maybe. I saw somewhere online they said, Stephen A is too busy trying to be a Kardashian. I thought that was kind of funny. Um and I think that's a lot of what Toos is saying. He's out there caught in the reality. It's a serious issue, right? Of, he's still trying media, to be the character. The he, right. He's still trying to be the character of himself. He's not mm-hmm. trying and to everything, be... Everything... Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I was just going to say, everything he did last night was more about, you know, the nastiness of the business now. He was trying to build up momentum for people to turn in the first take on his, on his radio show on Monday. It was like kind of telegraphed and obvious mm. what he was doing. Um, About the ratings only, rather than a real issue here. The only thing I will say is from what I've heard of him say, and I didn't hear the, him saying the fired part, but I know he, he, he said dumb things in the past. So I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't agree with that at all. Um, but the one thing about the cap thing that I agree with most of his cap critique, mainly because he was responding to <clears throat> a player who right. still wants to play for the quote unquote oppressor. In and Kaepernick or Eric Reed? Both. Okay. Um and so from that standpoint I think his critique is 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 yeah, fairly valid. It, 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 it's it's all right. Like for Cap and Eric Reed, what is your message to the two people out here? You know, you got one guy who who is collecting a check, and nobody's knocking him for doing it. You got to feed your family, right? But you can't collect a check on one hand from the Panthers. I mean, he was he said he was at the workout for Cap for half of it, and then he had to leave early because he had a, you know obviously a football game on Sunday. So you can't, on one hand, you know, be down with Cat, but then uh, uh, at the same time, you know, you're collecting a check. Uh, that, that, to me, to me, to me, I'm I'm just stepping right here because how many of us have 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 expressed our differences with our employer, but we still go to work every day. So I don't think that that's something that you can really bring into the equation because everybody does that. It's just the fact that these are highly talented athletes. And they're going to continue to be used as long as they can be. And they're aware of that. But everybody has a, a, a discrepancy with their company or organization to I some think, extent. I think the difference, the difference here is, you know, one, they, they've litigated against their company, the employer, 
they got reinstated. He's playing again, and and ultimately, it's what do you want? And you can't get a. But Dante, I've seen that. I've seen from either of them. I've seen people have litigation out against companies I work for and still be there. And actually, I've seen where they get promoted. Almost as if it's a way to try to get them to take a step back or whatever the case may be or appease these people. I've seen it at my own place of work. Yeah, but you haven't seen them, you know, with cameras and shit still talking crazy about the company while they're working. But we can't, we can't, these are, but these aren't apples to apples, but these aren't apples to apples. A professional athlete in in us is not apples to apples, but it it happens. So how can we just. There's still an employer employee dynamic, whether they're athletes or not. But it's not apples to apples. It's not right. Explain, explain. If you're a professional athlete making millions of dollars and we need you so we can make billions of dollars, we're going to use you up as much as we can until you're no good to us anymore. It's different from a regular person having a job, them being able to fill that position as long as they're going to perform. And they can stay there for 30 years if needed. They can stay there for 50 years as long as they continue to perform. An athlete only has a small window. And they're aware of that. It's not apples to apples. So in your point about Stephen A, you said part of his message is conforming. And what you just described for the everyday people, are they conforming? We all are. To a to a degree. So then, to a degree. And I think we all are. And, and that and I think that gets to the point of what Stephen A is saying. He's saying somebody has to speak reality because not everybody out here is a professional athlete he likes to say not everybody is a jay-z but you could be a Steven no a. but these people and i get that but these people are these people are in positions where they are millionaires and they eric reed's made enough money of that if he really doesn't want to as long as he's taking care of his money he doesn't have to ever play another down again he can invest his money and he can live a good life the rest of us are in a different situation where until we get to the point of retirement, we got to continue to put up with a lot of bullshit. It's not apples to apples. It's different. But every but everything you're saying, when you take a step back and think about what you're saying, supports Stephen A's argument. Nothing to do with what Kaepernick and Eric Reed are representing, if we know what they're representing. How so? Stephen A's whole point. Stephen A's whole point this weekend about Kaepernick is. Conduct you yourself accordingly yes. if if you're trying to seek to employment get with an employer, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that is and that that's what he said. Now the reaction video and all that stuff, nasty. No, no, no argument from me on that. His criticism of Eric Reed, every look, Eric Reed is out here telling people what it how, he's explaining what blackness is and how people should move. He what we know of him is I don't think he's the most articulate person from what I've seen. And anybody that disagrees with him or has an opposing view on Kaepernick automatically are called coons and all types of crazy shit. You know, he tried to fight 
Malcolm Jenkins or whatever. Last year when Malcolm Jenkins took a different route to try and partner with the NFL to do things, which now, you know, Jay-Z, I guess, has taken over. And there's nothing, that's not really the most responsible thing to do. Yeah, and I'm not for black people fighting each other in public. I've stated that before. But my stance is not in line with Stephen A. Smith. Because Stephen A. Smith is trying to get everybody to conform into a corporation that is going to tell you what to do or else. And he's saying you need to get in line with that. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that these athletes know that they're going to be used up. They have maybe a 10-year period. The average NFL player has four years. And they know that they're going to be used and abused, most likely have long-term ailments because of that sport, even if they're making millions of dollars. So they have to use their platform while they have it, and they have to take advantage of all of the things that are around them, being that they are millionaires within that moment. If they don't take care of their money, then they won't be. But Stephen A. Smith is trying to equate that to the everyday working world when it's not that. If I get fired tomorrow, I have the ability to go work. Colin Kaepernick has been prevented from working. Right. I think that there's a lot of everyday people that are following this thing and are saying, quote unquote, I'm with Cap, but don't know exactly why they're with Cap or what Cap's ultimate goals and objectives are. So I think it's fair to be critical, especially after this weekend, with questioning that just to make sure. I mean, black folks follow anything, anything that is a trend, man. We we follow and I'm okay with him having a critical view of Cat and conveying that message to everyday but people see, that follow him yeah. so that people are responsible how they conduct business. I don't think he's telling people to conform necessarily, but I think he's telling people how they can move, how to move if you do work in corporate America. And I, I, I think that's okay. Wow. I see. I don't, I don't think that's okay. Being that what he would has, you the, rather, what would you rather the message be though? Too? Being that he has the platform that he has to try to have the main stance being that you need to fall in line, or you're in the wrong because you know what the rules are, but the rules are always different for us. You can have a whole handbook based on guidelines and rules that a company sets forth. But we know for a fact, and he said this today, that the rules are always different for us. So why are you preaching it? Why are you preaching it so heavy where you want to be so much of the corporate man that it does not allow black people to progress? That's why I say he's detrimental, because he has such a grand platform. And the way he goes against a Colin Kaepernick, the way he goes against an Eric Reed, is so much as if the NFL or ESPN has a fucking hand up his ass telling him what to say. It, 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 it could be detrimental to him at some point. 
to where if you lose your base of people, because we are his base of people. Like we said, we've known him since CNA. We've we've grown up with Stephen A. Before anybody else knew him outside of the Philadelphia area, we knew him. We knew who he was. And we had a lot of respect for him. And he's become a character of himself. And it could come back to haunt him at some point. If you're going to continue to conform and convey the message of these corporations and saying what as if they're telling you what to say and that message is being broadcasted through the airwaves for everybody to hear at some point that may come back to to haunt you and i just don't think as far as a black man with that platform his primary message continuously being to not be a threat to fall in line do what they tell you to do. That's not progressive for black people. We can go back to when he said that the NBA players should stop wearing hoodies doing warm-ups because they're scared white people. That's that's the man yeah, we're talking too. about. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I, I, that's different than what I'm saying. But yeah, I hear you. On yeah, yeah, I I, I understand though, but. Sometimes in order to get what you want, sometimes you have to play the game. I'm not disputing that, but somebody with his platform and that's his primary message. That's why I say he's detrimental to black people. Because everybody can't just continuously. We all can't continuously just play the game. How are we going to progress if we continue to play their game? Because sometimes you have to play the game in order to get in a position and I'm right. not disputing that, 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 but again, somebody at his position, that can't be the primary message. How can we progress? Again, answer this question. How can we progress if we continue to play their game? Well, because you have to put yourself in a position to where you're able to, okay, now I'm here. Now I'm able to do what it is that I, that I actually want to do. But I have to get here. I have to get there first. So what Cap could have done, what Cap should have done, I won't say what he should have done, people do what they want to do, but what could have been done is, hey, you know what, let me play this game, let me get back in the NFL, and then at that point, whatever it is that you, that you, you being Colin Kaepernick, whatever it is that you want to achieve at that point, well, then that's when you do it, because now you're on the stage that you want to be on. But you can't, You you now you've taken yourself out of being on that stage, and whatever it was that you wanted to to, to accomplish by being in the NFL or you've taken that away from yourself. Sometimes you gotta you gotta be smarter than the machinery that you're operating. And, and I'm not saying yeah. that you're wrong there. I'm saying when someone at his status with his voice and his platform, that can't be the main position. And, and all of that is true. All of what you're saying is true. But when you have somebody out there on TV every day telling you to fall in line, I just think that that's detrimental. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think we got to look at the right people for different um, messages. I think Stephen A. throughout his career always operated at, from an employee standpoint. We talked about this before. If you're looking for 
an entrepreneurial um, aspect in, in, in broadcasting or journalism. I don't know who that is. Maybe that's more like the speed of a Byron Allen or I'm personally curious what like Michael Smith does in his next chapter when it comes to sports and, and media. Right. Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill, uh, yeah, exactly. She's been you an know, employee all her life, a. too. She's been an employee. That's a great example. She had a very different take on this than Stephen A. And she's been an employee most of her life as well. She decided to move away from that. Perfect example. Right. And, that, and I think that's the point here. I think you can't put all of the emphasis. I mean, I, one, one view could be at least Stephen A. is speaking from the position that he has experience in. You take from that what you want. And then Jamel Hill, somebody who left the machine and is now doing something else, well, you can get something else from her. You got Byron Allen. I mean, you know, they always like to use the term black people aren't, we're not monolithic, right? So I think there's different... That's Kanye. Kanye found that term in the dictionary just been running with it ever since, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Walt Disney... <laughs> Go ahead. But it's a powerful, but it, but it's a, it's a cogent term because. Oh, that's again, a new I word, nigga. Cogent. Go ahead. You, you, you want, you want. <laughs> hey man, hey man. I, 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 I aspire for more than Stephen A. There, there you <laughs> like, go, baby. The Boys in the huddle. You trust know, the huddle. Gotta, go ahead. We gotta. <laughs> we, I think we might be putting too much power in Stephen A. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's, there's other people. Out there I'm with you, but I'm saying also, he's on TV also, every day and he has a platform. And when the white man that's on the show with you seems to be more about the cause than you, that's a problem. And I know it eats at him. He's just now playing this role. He can't go away from it. I know it eats at if you him. Think, if you think Max Kellerman is more for black people than Stephen A, you I got do. to move on to the next topic. No, I do. I do. That's nuts. And we can have that discussion we, you, later, you, but you, not too. You, 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 just, you just praised Stephen A a couple episodes ago for bringing HBCUs. And, and I said I flip-flopped because he gives me a different vibe. And that's great that you are about HBCUs, but you're teaching. You just want those kids to go get a job and conform at those corporations that they attend a job at. You're not preaching them about ownership. And again, yeah, he's never done that. So why would we lean on him for that? That's correct. But the fact that he's on TV every day preaching the conformity is the detrimental part. I think we're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, we shouldn't be leaning on Stephen A. for empowerment and entrepreneurial uh, aspirations. But he's on TV every fucking day. And he has a lot of influence. I'm there with you on criticizing him for that reaction video. That shit is nasty, but I'm not going to knock him for trying to open up doors for the next generation to seek employment in the field they're studying for. I mean, college is a concept. Not everybody's entrepreneurs. There's employees, too. That's how capitalism and the system works. Everybody has a role. Everybody's not going to be a boss. Everybody's not going to be a leader. Everybody's not going to create their own content or organization or whatever my point is the fact that he's has this platform and he's on tv every day is the it's the problem that i have and that and not even a problem that i have this is the reason why i feel he's detrimental 
to young black people. Because his message is about conformity and we should not be having that message. That's not the message we should be having in this day and age. Because if we continue to play their game, we're going to lose. You're going to have your handful that are able to make it to the top. But for the greater good of the people, you're going to lose. Tooth sand, the Kanye monolithic thing is the funniest shit ever. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good. That was a good. Uh, it was a segue out of it. Good, this thing wanted out. He wanted out. That was a good out. piece right there. That was a good was piece. Good. Don't don't put me in the same category with Kanye. Though. God damn. All right, so let's let's quickly talk about the Eagles. That was an ugly game to watch on Sunday. Dante has continuously tried to defend Carson Wentz. I'm not sure really where you are, Ron. I, I, I'm just not. I've always made my position. I'm not a fan. Of course, we don't have the weapons. Apparently. Okay. Apparently, we don't have anybody for him to throw to with Deshaun Down and with without Deshaun Down, who doesn't even like him. So I don't even know if we can add him into the equation. At the end of the game, that was a great ball to where he put it. Nelson should have caught that shit if he would have fucking tracked it appropriately. Of course. He don't know how to track a ball for shit. No, he doesn't. The ball was put in a place where if he would have tracked it right, it's a touchdown. But that's one play. Carson Wentz. Let's take it back a step. Carson was the first year when Sam Bradford, we thought he was going to be our quarterback going into the season. They trade him the last game before the preseason, right? And then Carson wins the quarterback. We're like, oh, shit, what the fuck? What's going on? He's 7-9. He looked okay. Like, a lot of those games we lost was on Doug Peterson trying to be bold when he shouldn't have been. Like, we could have possibly made the playoffs that year, right? We didn't. Carson Wentz then goes into the next season as an MVP candidate. He wins 11 games up until he got injured. But if you look back on a lot of those games, a lot of those heroic plays he made was him outside of the pocket, running around, improvising. And if we look at the history of franchise quarterbacks, that's not really how you operate, right? Like, it's about getting the ball out quick, knowing your reads, knowing your progressions, and doing what you need to do appropriately. I don't know if we've ever seen that from him. When we saw him being dynamic before the injuries, it was him running around outside of the pocket, buying time and making shit happen. I'm not a believer in Carson Wentz. I feel like we just threw away a lot of money banking on a guy who constantly throws high, is inaccurate, and needs to run around the pocket in order to make a miraculous play. And then that looks great in the highlight film. That looks great in the highlight reels. But that's not consistent. Carson Wentz is not the guy. And we're in trouble because now we're investing him for 
a long time coming. Shout out to Sam Cooke. What are your thoughts? Brian, you take it from here, and I'll, I'll close this winch topic again. <laughs> <laughs> you know one one thing I one one thing I will say for you to be an Eagles fan, you never confirm one fucking player you like until Nick Foles won the damn Super Bowl. Nigga, please. But, uh, go, go ahead, go go, go ahead, Ron. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not going to say no <laughs> shit like that and gloss over that. You talking about I don't like no players? That's what you're saying. Nigga, tell me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you answer, Ron, tell me one player that you like. Um, Are you crazy, Nick Foles? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He like no, that's bullshit. No, 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 Shout out to B Dog. Shout out to Jeremiah Trotter. What are you talking about? Jerome Brown and Charlie Garner. He Charlie Garner was my nigga. I'm talking about Deuce. Deuce is my man. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, you mean play that on the actual roster right now? Niggas that didn't play for Rich Cote. What? What? No, no. What? What are you talking about on this current team? You talking about this current team? Nigga, let's just start with the last 10 years to keep it simple. Jesus Christ. Brian Westbrook was my dog. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. So that doesn't, that's, right, that so doesn't after, fly. After after Westbrook. After Westbrook? Are we still on? I mean, there's too many players to name. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not that's not even a fair you just, statement. You're a disgruntled you're a disgruntled fan that hates everybody on the Eagles. That's bullshit. So you want me to name you another player? You want me to name another player outside of Nick Foles on the Super Bowl team? I want you to name a player that has played for the Eagles in the last. Five years. The best name you could come up with is Brian Westbrook. I don't. I don't. He wasn't on the team in the last five years. Brian Westbrook was not on the team in the last five years. I know. That's my point. Name a player other than Foles, because I I, I personally don't acknowledge that from you, because that was after the Super Bowl. So you got to tell me somebody current. Somebody current and who's been on the team the last five years. That's that's kind of hard to do. Because they let everybody go. This made a stat. They showed a stat on Sunday with the leading rusher on the Eagles for the last, last three or four years. years. It, was, it was multiple years. They've let them go the yeah, next year. We haven't had nobody to hold on to. Why don't you start with the player that you got an autograph football of, you nasty nigga? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's your man. I'm not going front. That's your man. But if you want to talk about Deshaun Jackson. Yes. If you want to talk about LaShawn McCoy, yes. If you want to talk about that group of players, love those guys. Tons of guys. Over the past few years, we've been turning people over so much. I mean, shit. I mean, can anybody say they love Fletcher Cox? We don't know shit about him besides the fact that he's fucking other people's wives and shit. We don't know nothing about him. <laughs> shit. I can actually say Fletcher's a pretty good guy. Uh, he gave I mean, his, his, his gloves after a game. So I can say Fletcher Cox. We don't know nice shit guy. about no damn Fletcher Cox. <laughs> besides his cock is in other people's gloves. God forbid where they've been, but you know, his yeah. cocks is in other people's fucking wives and shit. That's all we know. <laughs> Don't try that shit, man. Don't try that. Uh, 
It was it was like get get to it. I, I'm always gonna give you shit about that. But get get uh, we talking about went. So uh, my fault. Go ahead, go ahead, Ron. Um, so here's what I say about Carson. Uh, good quarterback, not elite. Um, I don't think that Carson trusts himself yet. Um, just watching him, you know, it, it's funny because uh, so Sonny and I we were talking today, and and he's saying uh, he's like. Dad, you know what Carson didn't do and what he doesn't do anymore? I'm like, what's up? He's like, Dad, he didn't spin out of one rush all game. And I'm like, you're right. A spin? Like, Dad, his spin he, the spin move. Carson had the patented spin move See, out of See, that's that bullshit you can't rely on. You can't rely on no shit like that. Well, yes, you can. Car- no, Russell you can't. been doing it his whole career. Nah, Of course man. you can. No. I, I disagree. You're not, you're not even talking. That don't even make sense. You, of course you can. A spin move? Doing his entire, yes. Russell Wilson has done it his entire career. No? Russell Wilson is a natural <laughs> athlete. I don't know if we can relate the athleticism of Russell Wilson to Carson Wentz after the injuries especially. Well, I, well, I, I don't, so I don't think you can expect that. Well, well, but that's the part that I said, which is that he doesn't – I don't think that he trusts himself yet. I don't think he trusts himself. Yet. He may never trust himself again. Those injuries, you well, don't that, know. That remains to be. Yeah, that I, I understand that, and that remains to be seen. But the fact of the matter is that at this point, is he elite? No. And in, in our Super Bowl run, was he elite? Yes. Why? Because of the way he escaped pressure, was able to get outside and make plays. Mm-hmm. Doesn't help that he has no playmakers. He has no play. If, if Zach. God forbid Zach Ertz would have gotten hurt last night. Vince Papali would have been out there catching pass. <laughs> <laughs> they would have. Had... Trust me, he would have. He was on the sidelines. He doesn't miss a game for shit. Is he? Is he, he really? Beer in the city. He would have been out there. I'm well, nigga, Freddie Mitchell. Freddie would have been right behind him because I don't understand his connection with the team to this fucking day. But he's still connected. It's ridiculous. Freddie would have been I out there too. Trying to connect. You want to? You want to know what it is? Those guys don't need. <laughs> they only need twenty four hour notice for tryouts, baby. They don't need this Kaepernick shit. They ready. <laughs> Freddie ain't been ready. I really don't understand the Freddie shit. Like that motherfucker has not even remotely got a call from an, any other team. And for some right. reason, he's still in play every year with the Eagles. I mean, 4 for 26 is over, nigga. Shit. We yeah, moved on. a long time over. Yeah. Yeah. 4 for 26, Fred X. <laughs> <laughs> Fred X. Now, I got to give him that. He had a great nickname and shit. He delivered one. But, uh, but Ryan, you uh, that's you finished with your take on Carson yet? Are you still going? No, man, I'm good, man. At the end of the day, I think that Carson again. I don't think he trusts himself. Um, I think that he's a good quarterback. He doesn't have the weapons around him to 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 take him to the next level. And that and that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. The take him to the next level, today. huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help him go to the next level. The guys we had out there last night, uh, uh, yesterday, JJ, Nelson, and Mac, not not exactly household names. And I'll say Dante mentions this often. I think he mentioned it last episode. The draft has been terrible. 
this our Sega white side or whatever is is disgusting. Like he doesn't contribute at all. When other guys before and after him are putting up numbers. It's disgusting. Facts. Facts. Um so I would say my take on Carl it's not even that I defend him. It's just that you 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 look at him like your hate for him is almost like with LeBron, you look for anything. <laughs> no, 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 it's <laughs> like, different. I, the, the, the Eagles signed Jordan Matthews. We getting text messages at seven in the morning. It's your bosom, the bosom brothers, or some <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, come on, man. You think it's you true? <laughs> is it not? I mean, well, I can't really, I can't really be mad at that one. That was actually pretty true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I, it's enough I, with I, him too. Speaking of speaking of Jordan, fucking Vince would have smoked Jordan out the field yesterday. <laughs> by the way, Fred, Freddie would have brings Fred. fucking Fred X in over Jordan Matthews. Why are we the only team that wants this nigga? Come on. I'm there, now. I'm there with you on that. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, man, and, and, and truth be told, I really hate that. Here's my here's my take on it. I hate that, and I don't want to want to make excuses for Carson, so I won't. But I think a lot of what Ron said might be really true. Like, he's not elite. And what I mean by that is you see players like like Aaron Rodgers, for example, Devontae Adams goes down, and he can, like, still find a way to make plays mm-hmm. with these players you never heard of until you need a right. fantasy football roster spot. If you my bum-ass team. I don't even want to talk about that. Team, listen, bro. This has been the worst I'm fantasy season I've ever had. This is the worst fantasy season I've ever had. Not just the fan, Not just I Am Legend. Let's, let's move on. All leagues. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's ugly out there. But, you know, you see somebody like A-Rod, you know, he could play really with anybody. But then you look at, like, the next tier and – you know, I love how all these people love Dak Prescott and there's all this MVP talk with him and all that shit. No. But people forget, people, people, memories are short of Dak. Before Amari Cooper, it was Dak Prescott can't throw the ball downfield. It was Dak Prescott can't, can't throw for 200 or 300 he yards. Can. And, well, he's leading the league in yards this year, though, but, um, which, is, which is amazing. But, and I hate that. I hate the Cowboys, but you know, he'll fall back down to reality. Carson Wentz had a run too. At the end of the day, it it shows like if you're not that elite quarterback level, like Aaron Rodgers, if you're if you're good, which I think, in my opinion, Carson proved has already proven he's good. If you have um, some some weapons in 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 your team, you know, you can put up some numbers, and you know, he's throwing to. Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar. That's your one-two punch from two, three seasons ago. And the biggest stat that I think is interesting with him is they said he was 35% completion rate to wide receivers and he's 70% to tight ends. So I don't know if this – and he, let's be clear. He missed like a good five or six throws yesterday. No, no argument for me on that. Yeah. But – at the end of the day, if he ain't getting no separation on the receiver side, I don't know what you can do. And then the weird thing about Carson, and this is like when you got to look past the stats a little bit, 
But 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, any team would take that. So I can't say he's not a good quarterback. What I'm starting to think to where I think maybe Toos or Ron was going is Carson is not comfortable in the pocket. He's not a pocket passer. And I think I would put it a little bit on coaching. They've chosen Carson as their long-term investment. And one thing that we've seen over the past couple of seasons is these coaches struggle with game plan. It started back when they mm-hmm. they, they got Golden Tate. They didn't know how to use But they never Tate. struggled with Nick. You know. And I'm not saying and, there's anything and, about it. they make a concession for Nick yeah. Foles that they won't make for Carson Wentz. Give him and them but maybe the too there, much that he should have. But, the, but, but, but I don't know if I can roll with that because that same year where Nick went on his run, Carson was 11 and, and 1 that year. So they, they, they tapped into something. But there's no way to. But you can worked. always go on a run. You can always go on a run. Bobby Hoying. 11 and 1 is hard. To, Bobby Hoying won seven games. Uh, when, 11 when, when and 1 is hard. To Jeff do Garcia stepped in for. Um, Donovan McNabb, he won a ton of games. Nick Feely, I don't know, Feely, what was his name? Jay Feely or whatever? He won a lot of games. Jay Feely. You can always go on a run as a quarterback. It happens because there's no film on you. There's no real tape. Once the defensive coordinator spends some time and figure you out, then things change. And I think things have changed for Carson Wentz. He hasn't made the adjustments. I think... I think you're actually that was AJ right Philly. on that. AJ Philly, yep. AJ Philly was a kicker. <laughs> yep, yep. None, of, right. none, of, none, none of them guys went like eleven and one though, but they did go on 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 some runs. That's fair, but but still, like you game plan to players' strengths. I mean, we see them doing that in Baltimore. You see them doing that in Houston. You see them doing that in Kansas City. Like. Them quarterbacks aren't just sitting in the pocket. Dallas finds ways to get Dak to roll out of the pocket to make right. plays. And I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think the biggest issue outside of the receivers shit, which is obvious, and the drafting shit that we already talked about, I think I think you got to look at, at Doug with a real critical eye and really figure out what's going on. Every time they lose, it's the same shit. We got to coach them up. We got to do better. And at some point, man, I mean, you got to really take a hard look at Doug and, and say, you know, did, did did all of that magic that he had a couple seasons ago, shit, do they got tape on him now? I mean, was, the Patriots were saying me, they knew what mm-hmm. some of the plays were pre-snap. Wow. I didn't hear that. That's concerning yeah. if that's the case. That is concerning. But let me ask you this. We were just talking about runs. The defense played phenomenal. Is that something they mm-hmm. can continue to do throughout the rest of the season, or was that just an anomaly? Well, I think that's something we can't answer. But, shit, hopefully it's not an anomaly. I mean, what do you attribute that to? Health. Hmm. Health. You think that was about being healthy and the right guys being on the field? Is a, a, a Jalen Mills? I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they always say on the radio they say Jalen Mills is the greatest celebrator 
of people dropping passes ever, as if he was the <laughs> one that dropped the pass. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what yesterday was. I think Tom Brady is throwing down. He doesn't have weapons. He doesn't have his bailout in Gronk. You could tell Edelman was hurt throughout the whole game. He was grabbing his chest. Yeah, hobbled. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. And then um, Dorsett went out. I don't, I don't know how much we can attribute that to the defense coming into their own. I mean, I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't, we we're not going to sit here and, and and make it as if Tom Brady looks like a a, a seventy five year old man yesterday. You know, they they their their offense still looked like their offense. It just so happened that our defense, our our D backs actually played pretty good yesterday. Yeah, it, I I think it was. Um, I think Darby had a good game. I think Jalen Mills just got lucky on a few plays. Um, but I think right. the real thing yesterday I saw was he getting this last two three games. The defensive line is starting to get that pressure and I don't know what it is with Brady for as good as he is. He's the goat and all of that, no doubt. But you, know, you get a couple of hits on him and he gets, he gets funny out there, man. And he was throwing that shit on the ground, throwing that shit at the sideline. Like if people was getting close, he looked nervous out there. I think that changes though, against a more mobile quarterback, like next week against Russell, Oh my uh, God, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I, 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 so, so I, I would say this: I don't, I'm not going to say the defense is 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 back to its 2017 form, but they're a lot better now, you know, than what they were earlier in the season. Well, I mean, think um, about but, this, though. You know, think about this with the Patriots. <laughs> they ain't had nobody that can do a double move. <laughs> we know for a fact right. a double move is our kryptonite. And the Man, only person there was about nine plays yesterday where I was looking for the double move. Why the hell ain't they doing one right now? Do only person that might have been able to pull a double move off is Dorsett, and he went out after the first half, where they didn't have oh, that yeah, many yeah, possessions. Yeah, but Edelman could have. Edelman could have. Edelman the don't do no damn double. He play, plays a slot. He don't do no double move. It don't matter. So all you still got to do is just blink, and they still gonna jump. Especially yeah. him. They had the one play yesterday where they had three guys around them. Yeah, but in a slot, it's hard. You you can't do a double move. Like double move is for the outside. He doesn't play the outside. No, no you could definitely do a double move. You do it out and up. Especially Edelman, you hit him with an out and up. <laughs> hit him with an out. That's up, a little bit more difficult to get away with. I mean, we can agree to disagree. I don't know. I I, I don't think that a double move typically is outside with a speedy receiver, which Edelman is not. Right. He's not a speedy receiver on the outside, so a little bit different. He could have probably gotten away with it, but I doubt they game plan for that. Next week, with Russell Wilson being mobile and Lockett on the outside and Josh Gordon now, I think we might be in some trouble and see what that secondary really is coming back down to earth. We'll see. But yeah. since we have that up and coming, we're going to go through the rest of the schedule real quick, and we're going to end this off. Seahawks, Eagles, in Philadelphia, who you with? Based on our last conversation, I think it's safe to say we know who you not with. Um, I'm going to go opposite of you, and I'm with the birds. I'm with the birds here. It's going to be difficult to contain Russell Wilson. Uh, as you stated already, the, the receivers are 
are definitely top tier. Um, so it's going to be difficult. But I think that the Eagles are primed and ready to win one, and this is one that they have to have in order to have any chances of, of making the uh, the offs, as our friend Craig would say. So uh, I got the birds. I got the birds. We're, we're headed to the offs. Shout out to Bell. You still with the Eagles going to the playoffs? Okay. Dante, what you got? I mean, if it's the same lineup that they just put out this past Sunday with no Alshon, we know what well, we know now, which we didn't know the last time we recorded is, you know, DJ Deshaun's out, out for the season now. So no Alshon, no Jordan Howard. You got Jay Ajayi now. Jordan Howard's and, out next week too? I mean, if he is, if he's out next week and Alshon's out next week, uh, it's, man, I, I, I would, I'm going to have to go go Seahawks. I think the Hawks are actually a better team than the Patriots. I think the Patriots might be a suspect 8-1, honestly. I very, think very. A few, a, few, a few teams in the AFC that's better than them, and, and seeing how we played against them and what Baltimore did, um, before they went on the bye week, I'm not. I think the Patriots are are going to get exposed uh, pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to go Seahawks on this one. Unfortunately, I think I think Russell 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 Wilson's the real deal. And if we're throwing to Jordan Matthews and and Aguilar and who else, I go Dirk. I'm not very I'm not very very confident. In that, and go dirt. Need to catch the damn ball too. He had a couple <laughs> drops yesterday as well. <laughs> so you taking that's on, L? Man. That's L next week. Yeah, I think it's a loss, fellas. All right, so that makes us five and six. Next is the Dolphins in Miami. Who you with? Eagles or Dolphins? Who did you pick against the Hawks? Did you pick one? I'm, I'm, we take it now. We lose to Seattle next week. Oh, you said you said they're gonna lose. Okay, gotcha. yeah, we lose. We lose. So that makes us five and six. Um, I think I think Ron might have think that we uh, take that one. So I think for him, we're six and five. But all depending, we'll see. But Dolphins, Eagles, you guys taking the Birds? Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm taking, yeah. I'm taking the birds in that. But though, though, but not for nothing. Fitzpatrick did beat us the last time. I mean, I can't just say we're gonna beat Tampa the Dolphins. Bay. Who knows? Who knows? I got a hundred dollar bet against Tommy for the Dolphins. <laughs> the Dolphins win three exactly. games. I owe him a hundred dollars, so I'm taking the birds. But <laughs> hopefully, I don't lose that fucking bet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's really, why I'm taking really, the birds. Fuck the Dolphins. Really gonna hit yeah. All right, we really we all in consensus that we beat we beat the Dolphins, so that makes us either six and six or seven and six, and then we got the mm-hmm. Giants in Philly. That's our first mm-hmm. matchup against the Giants. Who you with? Mm-hmm. Me and Sonny had this conversation tonight. That's going to be difficult. That's going to be difficult. Reason being is the Giants. The Giants are going, are going to be sneaky. The Giants are starting, in my opinion, to come into their into their own. They would love nothing better than to play spoilers 
uh, for whatever it is that we have going yeah, on. Yeah, that's not a guarantee at all. The division it's game not. like that. I mean, the division game they have they have young wide receivers that that do nothing but catch the ball. Um, that kid Slayton is 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 looking more and more like the real deal as the season goes on. And I mean, obviously, you know, Saquon is 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 Saquon. So, you know, um, I mean, shit, I'm not changing anything. I'm going with the birds, but definitely not going to be a walkover game. You wanna you wanna know who's not the real deal on the Giants? Sterling fucking just. <laughs> oh, all right. What you got him in fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to I got, fantasy, doesn't it? I got I, I drafted all the players with concussion problems. <laughs> this shit is ridiculous. <laughs> Brandon said if you got Sterling if you get traffic, fantasy is nasty. Me. When you started the season, you Yo, said it, I got Connor and fucking Sony Michelle. I got the I got a hell of a running back squad. You thought you was in there. <laughs> not so much, because I got the same combination in other leagues. So I'm not trying to shit on you. It's fucking disgusting. I had Sterling Shepard was walking down the stairs and got a headache, and he's out. I was like, "Fuck this shit, man." <laughs> so you got the birds. Something, nigga. Your headache will go away. I got. He says no. Exactly. I, I, I'll take I'll take the birds in that one too. So I mean, fuck the Giants. All right, next one is Skins, Birds, round two in D.C. Who you with? Skins, Birds, in D.C., who you with? Uh, shit, this one is easy. Yeah, this one is easy. So that, that, that's a layup. Birds, keep going. Yeah, I think that's easy. Giants are a little more competitive. So, yeah, I would definitely take the, the, the birds over the skins there. Then it's the big one. Cowboys, mm. Eagles, in Philadelphia. I can't remember mm. the last time we beat Dallas at this point. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to let y'all take that one. Maybe we're, ho- maybe we're fully healthy at that point. I mean... Mm. I think this is when we probably, just being honest, uh, this is when we're probably going to have to table. We're going to have to table this one. You can't table Who are you with? Well, shit. I'm I'm going fucking six for six. I'm going with the birds. (laughs) The birds over Dallas. (laughs) That's going to be tough. But we have not looked good against Dallas, and I hate to say that shit. We haven't. But, we make Omari Cooper look like a Hall of Famer. And he can do a double move. We know that for a fact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to break him out every route. That nigga's hips is going to be hurting by the end of the night. So and the, 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 the dude Galladay, is, is that his name? He's back. No, I'm Gallup. Sure. Michael Gallup. 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 He can do a yeah. fucking double move, too, I'm sure. So I don't. And so can fucking Jeff Jarwin. <laughs> and they're gonna put Jason Witten on the outside doing a double move and shit. <laughs> right, <laughs> old man Witten. <laughs> old man Witten gonna be out there doing a double move and shit. I'm working on my shit. Doing nigga. a Harlem Shake on fucking Rodney McLeod and shit. <laughs> Shaking him out his boots. Fuck. I gotta be realistic. I think we don't. We don't beat him. I have to say it. I have to say, I think we go nine and seven. I think we go nine and seven. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that gets us in. It probably doesn't the way 
Seattle and, and Vikings are working it out doesn't yeah. get us in. Nah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right, but I hope not. I'm hoping what I'm saying goes. We, we, it it would have been, we would have, the outlook would have been a lot stronger had we gotten this one on Sunday. Oh, yeah. There that would have helped out a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it would have took some, it would have took some pressure off of the Seattle game, if, if nothing else. And also one of the Giants games, too. Um, you know, but they'll be all right. They'll get it. I got us losing against the boys. Beating the Giants to go nine and seven. What you got, Tante? Yeah, his silence is golden, man. He's probably with you. He's probably with My you. My fault. I, I, I was on mute. Um, I I, uh, I got them beating the Cowboys and losing to the Giants, so I I got them <laughs> same 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 end record, um, but. I got them. What did that might help? Finally, well, you know, I don't think if say we beat the Cowboys in the division on the line, I don't, I don't see how we lose against the Giants. I think we got something to play for, and we come to play. But I hear you. I think if we just going to agree on nine and seven, we can, we can lose to Miami. Who fucking knows? But I think nine yeah. and seven is the ultimate record, and you know we'll have to see. If nine and seven gets us in, but I I don't see that happening. So I think nine and seven not getting into the playoffs is a lot of questions that's got to be answered. I think Alshon has to go if you're going to say Carson Wentz is going to be your guy because clearly the two of them don't get along, and you got to figure out some more dynamic playmakers that are going to fall in line. I just don't think Carson Wentz, with this core group of, of players, I don't think that they fuck with him. And that has an impact on the performance on the field. That's just my thoughts on the birds, but we'll see. We'll we can wrap out. this thing up. Big time. Hopefully, I don't fucking owe you money on them bum ass dolphins because they are still bums. Three fucking games. You probably gonna be happy with three games, ain't you? You probably gonna right, be happy with three games. Fucking three mm, games. Lowered expectations. <laughs> but I will say the Dolphins are the only team in the NFL with a black general manager. Along with that, they have a black head coach. They do. So salute to them for that. But they are the worst team in the NFL, and probably them niggas is being set no, up to not. fail. <laughs> they are not the worst team in the NFL. They are. No matter what they the record not. is, they are the worst fucking team. I don't give a fuck what the record is. Who's worse? The Bengals. The Bengals will wipe the fucking floor <laughs> with the Dolphins, nigga. <laughs> 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 they just ain't playing them. They'll wipe the floor. <laughs> The red the the, the the Redskins are not better than the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins beat the Redskins already. That's what I'm saying. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's <laughs> yeah, I it. Think I'm back in the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> They'll wipe the floor with the fucking Dolphins. <laughs> the Bengals are wipe the floor. I mean, the Redskins are, are horrible, man. They just had that quarterback. They are. He said to the offensive line, "What can I do?" 
to help y'all or some shit. And all them players was looking at him like they didn't give a fuck what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. It's bad. In, it's bad in D.C., <laughs> man. I, I love every minute of it. But You're damn right. <laughs> I will have to say, Big Tom, you got to come get your money in, in South Carolina. I'm sorry. You're going to have to come get it. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. I'll send it to you. you, I'll send it to you. That's my nigga. Big Tom. Shout out to you. Shout out to Big Tom because we never really gave a real big shout out to Big Tom for the intro music. Big Tom put together the intro music. Big Tom's wife is the reason why we able to broadcast our thing out to all the different podcast platforms because we ain't know shit about none of that. And I don't think that we ever gave the proper shout out to them. So... Absolutely. Shout out to my man Tommy Dawes and Nicole Dawes for being a big help in, in getting this podcast up and running for sure. Just music and lyrics. But we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. <laughs>